Hey everybody, welcome back to the Great and Terrible American Horror Story. We're here with the second half of episode four, three, four, Murder House. Four, yeah, I think. Four, Halloween, right, part one of Halloween. Yes, <laughs> correct, that's what it is. God, sorry, the, in retrospect... Maybe I gave Roanoke too much shit for just naming the episode what number it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it gets worse. Yeah, I guess should we should we last time on Dragon Ball Z real quick and try and do a quick recap of about where we were? I, I think we were in the <coughs> middle of like pumpkin carving. Yeah, it's so like yeah, real quick we had a flashback about the previous owners who were the uh, the gay couple. The husband was cheating on them. Then Rubber Man kills kills them basically. Um, Present day, uh, what do you call <laughs> rubber it? man. Is yes. that what we're agreeing on? That's, for the that's not I mean, what we're. That's not what I would call him. That's what the show canonically yeah, calls him. That is no! his name. <laughs> that <Yes>. is his <laughs> name. Oh, it don't gets... call the gimp rubber man. That's so... <laughs> the worst Mega Man character. I got one of the um, American Horror Stories episodes, like Rubber Woman, with like, but the W O are in parentheses. Like, just to, like, really bring it home in case you didn't mm-hmm. get it, you know? Like, rubber one. It's a play. Like, I, I got it. Thank you. American Horror Story. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is it a play? I mean, I suppose. Okay, well, fair, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah. Um, basically, they're going to... Uh, Mar- uh, Vivian and Ben want to sell the house. They agree with it. The realtor to hire fluffers who are going to make it look more Halloween-y to help sell it. Makes no sense, I know. But um, back at Constance's house, you know... Um, She's uh with the, with that model and who's like and uh, her daughter Addie wants to look like a pretty girl for Halloween anyway um and Addie just drops you know the dead can walk on Halloween and it's exactly as subtle as that or you know as as natural as that oh yeah yep. hey I have my book about normal things well oh weird we're talking about how the dead can walk around on Halloween and Addie goes yeah I already know that he <laughs> Larry Larry. <laughs> Larry's trick-or-treating, even though it's three days before Halloween, tells Ben, hey, listen, covering up that murder, I could really use a thousand bucks. Ben's like, yeah, fuck off, which is weird, but whatever. Um, And then Tate's like, please keep seeing me as a patient. I won't do more weird shit. Ben's like, yep, cool. Uh, And then finally, there's a security guard. Um, Moira's carving pumpkins, wants the day off to see her mom, and like the the two, um, the gay couple who died who are the ghosts, like... Vivian and Ben mistake them for the fluffers. They're like, yeah, whatever. And they go in and they make pumpkins. One makes a pass at Ben who says, nah, I'm good, thanks. And then uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Chad and Vivian bond over cheating husbands. And Chad, who is one, uh, goes like, hey, you know what? Um, you can find out if your husband's cheating on you by checking the cell phone records. Cut yeah. to present. Oh, right. A thing that she needed a ghost <laughs> to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I get all my tech advice from the ghost of Linus Tech Tips, <laughs> I guess. Um, it's like also, those daily. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, also, there was a, a bit of a fiasco with the gay couple and um, not understanding apples, um, which oh, don't yeah. worry. That will come back into play in the second half of, oh, right. of the episode as yeah. well. I yeah, I rewatched the second half of this and I'll be honest, I couldn't remember. I was like, Am I watching the right episode? Until they started yelling about apples again and I was like, Oh, I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, in the right, I'm in the right place. <laughs> All right, so. well, I guess that kicks us off um in Violet's room. Um so 
Violet, this cuts to just Violet. The last thing we saw was the gay couple talking to um, Ben and Vivian. Um, and then it cuts to Violet, who's just kind of like checking herself out in the mirror. Um, and she hears something from under her bed. I think most of us are to assume that this is Tate. Um, I guess she also assumes this because she just walks over there like, this is normal. Um, and like goes to see what's under the bed. Uh, surprise, it's Addie. And she grabs Violet's oh. ankle from under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> all of these people just randomly being under this teen girl's bed real clarissa explains it all behavior yeah um, i'm with you we need to they need to cool it this isn't you can't do that <laughs> like it's got to be a different show it, someone needs to be at least measurably raven <laughs> before <laughs> you can have this many people just popping out from under the bed and having it not be like a thing <laughs> yeah a hundred percent um all also, like, Violet responds to it very timid, not timidly, but, like, very tamely. She's just like, ah, Addie, you prankster. I don't <laughs> care how you got in here or that you're in here or that you were under my bed or that you grabbed my ankle. Um, you get out oh, of there, Oh, don't worry. I just turned into a metal slime and, and came into your room that way. Like, I was Alex Mack, another show that this is hearkening back to because it <laughs> makes no sense in context of American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, like, they, Violet just moves on, doesn't, like, ask Addie how she got there or anything. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. how, why are you under my bed in my house? Hey, you're not, <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to be here. Like, none of that. Just, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. What do you need, Addie? Why are you here? Um, as if she's an NPC and, like, was just, like, clipped into the room or something. Um, and then Addie <laughs> asks Violet to make her a pretty girl, quote, unquote, um, and I guess that's what we're supposed to glean from Violet looking at herself in the mirror is that Violet is the ideal pretty girl or something. I don't know. Um, and uh, Violet agrees to put makeup on her. Um, and then out of nowhere, Addie's like, yo, you be fucking. Um, and <laughs> Violet's like, nope, I don't be fucking. And Addie's like, couldn't relate, cannot relate. I get dick on the regular. Um which is uncomfortable in the context of that she seems very childlike in her behavior, but you have to remember she is, like, late in her 30s, um, maybe early 40s. The show does a weird characterization of making her seem like a small child. She is Oh, my not. God. I thought, yeah, wait, time, time out. I had no idea she was in her late 30s. Yeah. <laughs> Holy she's a, shit. Yeah. I think Constance straight up says it in one of their arguments here um, in this episode. I don't remember exactly what age she says, but it's, like, late 30s. Wow, I okay. <laughs> I, have, I had no idea. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, are you telling? Wait, slow beef. Are you telling me you don't think the writers did a very good job of establishing this character? I'm like, <laughs> are I'm you gonna, telling me gonna, they did a bad job writing a character? No way. Oh man, most, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know, Liz. <laughs> have you checked their source? <laughs> the most unbelievable part is that I'm like. They couldn't have done that bad a job, which is like, you know, which is like, you know, I should have learned my lesson, obviously, but I guess I didn't. Like, I, it's how like, is that possible? But you're, what I mean, is yeah. really, really weird about it is like if this was any other show, I would be like, well, they do make sure to give us plenty of context clues so we know she's not a child. But like this is American Horror Story. So even though they have verbally said how old she is several times and we saw her in a cutscene that was like 30 years ago um as a child like a real child um 
it still comes across as that she is still a child. Um, they, even though they have explicitly stated it, it still does not read as though that is the case. Either way, um, she's yeah. a fully grown adult woman. She gets dick on the regular. That's the only thing we had to establish here. Don't worry. It won't matter by the end of the episode and you'll find out why. Um, <laughs> you'll find out why before the show explicitly tells you, cause it is <laughs> perhaps the most telegraphed thing I've ever seen in, in media. It's outrageous. <laughs> Correct. Um, so that's that scene. Um, she's just like, hey, Violet, are you banging? Violet says no. Addie says, couldn't be me. And then um, it moves on. Um, and now we're at uh, the the Langdon house, um, which is Constance's house. Um, and now I guess it's flashed forward a little bit. And Constance is, because we are still ripping off the movie Carrie, um, Constance is chasing Addie down, demanding to know who put slutty makeup on her face. Um Constance is giving a really long uh, monologue about the martyrdom of being a mom of a disabled child. Um, Sorry, your your note here of starting it with Carrie's mom. Uh, I mean, Constance. Is. <laughs> I love. I yeah. I almost feel like we should like put these notes on Patreon because these are great. Like, just like I love the um, we have Carrie at home storyline set, which is just like just Chef's Kiss, like really well, really great writing. They might, they might already be on Patreon. Who could say? Who could oh, say? Yeah. Dude, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Who could um, say? <laughs> I know the product. Uh, <laughs> Somebody put me in charge of Twitter. Anyway, so. Um. <laughs> uh, and um, so it, this, this scene sucks for a lot of reasons. A, because they're ripping off <laughs> Carrie. B, because like it's a shitty character giving a shitty monologue about being a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Um, and unchecked and with no other characters in the scene directly mentioning that it's bad. Yeah. With no, like no one's acknowledging it's bad and it's like lightly framed as being bad, but not enough to justify it. Like even a little bit. Yeah. And what it, I think probably the most tragic part to me, at least, is Jessica Lange acts the hell out of this scene. Um, she does an absolutely spectacular job of playing an asshole in this scene, just like truly nails the character of like one of those like full of themselves like living vicariously through their children and like unfairly seeing their children as an accessory instead of an actual person like she nails it um unfortunately it is to deliver this god-awful uh script (laughs) (laughs) which is a tragedy in and of itself um but don't worry that scene's over uh we're back at the Harmon murder house um and Violet goes to the basement at midnight to meet Tate, which is a normal thing that normal people do. Um, also a normal thing that normal people do is Tate, who's wearing the gimp suit, jumping out and pushing it's, her against the wall. It's so funny, too, because, like, this happened. And I remember later on thinking to myself, like, oh, you know what? Huh, I bet I bet Tate is the one wearing the gimp suit. And I like couldn't quite piece together why I thought that. I like kind of thought I had figured out a mystery. No, he just is in that in this episode, <laughs> and I just totally spaced it. I just forgot. Um, so uh, a thing they don't mention that I feel like we do have to mention now. Yes. So, so Tate fucked Violet's mom, right? <laughs> Who can say, Ty? Who can say who fucked Violet's mom? 
There's a lot of I ghosts mean, in the house, Ty. There's so many ghosts. We haven't even met like one eighth of them yet. Can anyone who's a ghost become Rubber Man? Is that yes. the rule? Yes. Oh. oh. Well, I, I mean, okay. In, in I was assuming that, it was just one well, guy. Okay. In the sense that, like, it's a you tangible can wear piece suit. of clothing, and you can wear the suit. Yes. Yeah. Like technically, oh, okay. anybody could be Rubber Man because. Yes. Well, I mean, because technically, there's the suit, and then there's Rubber Man. I, I is like kind of how this is being marketed. Yeah. So and I mean that literally. Imp- so I am, I'm sorry, I am to believe, I just, I need to, I just need a gut check here because I feel like I'm maybe losing it a little bit. Um, I am to believe that it is not one person's bespoke here. gimp suit, but in fact a gimp suit that is wearable by a wide variety of shapes and sizes <laughs> of people with no prior inclinations to get into a gimp suit and nothing hinted at that they would do so, I, uh, just doing it arbitrarily on their own like a dog or a ghost. They're ghosts, you know what? It makes yeah. sense. That's yeah, what it is. Correct. Yeah. Without, Sorry, I forgot. They're ghosts. Forgot about the first rule of ghosts. They just do shit. Without without arbitrary. <laughs> Without giving things away, I think the way I would put it is if you were watching the show and you didn't know anything about American Horror Story like I did and the way that like Rubber Man was on all the advertisements for it and everything, I think you are you are driven to believe Rubber Man is like an entity in and of themselves, but when not like activated or possessing the suit or whatever, it's just a suit that someone could put on. Yeah. I can't get too far into it because maybe things have been said that were like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying I am of the opinion that's what the show wants you to think. Does that yeah. Liz, do you think I'm I'm off base there? Or do you think that's like about yeah, right? Yeah, like for example, like we see Tate wearing it right now right. in the basement. Yeah. But that may not always be true when we see the rubber man in the future. Or previously, who can say? Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. 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 Don't worry, it gets explained I mean, in a later episode. It but does. It's like <laughs> I just I know they did it because they liked it being visually striking and they like the whole thing of the the black suit stark over a red background and like all of their typography and all of that. Mm -hmm. Look, I get it. But like a gimp suit's a thing, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing that exists and like tangible. You can you can know it. It has a it has a purpose. (laughs) It has a use. It has a way it interacts with the world around it. Um And the idea of just multiple people putting on the same one arbitrary, it, it just, it's so gross. It's so fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's the grossest thing I can imagine. Well, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, even, you know, and even if you were just like, whatever, you know, like about that kind of shit, like it's a murder, it's a murderous one. You know, there's like yeah. multiple hygiene problems with this gym suit. <laughs> if you like. There are all sorts of bodily fluids on this bad boy. Like you can fit so many biohazards oh. in this thing. Mm-hmm. Also, like, yeah, multiple people were murdered in the house and you moved in and you were trying to get rid of the history of the house. You missed the spot. It seems like that would be the (laughs) you get rid of it. And then, like, if it somehow finds its way back in, uh, you burn it. (laughs) Right. Like (laughs) that's that's the thing. Right. Because that's like what I think is why I'm like saying, like, it's it's meant to be mysterious and it doesn't quite work right because. There's this notion that they have where it's just like, I thought you threw that thing out. Oh, I guess you must be kinky. Like, and it's like happened multiple times. You yeah. know what I mean? Where like, that's like everyone's go to is like, I'm going to throw the suit out. Weird, it's here again. I guess you brought it up to be sexy. And it's like, it, why does it's it- like the one thing in this universe of like, um, 
if you just see a box appear out of nowhere, you're just like, huh, guess someone left a box of oranges here. And then if you turn away and turn back and the box is in a different spot, Mm -hmm. but it's still not moving, you're like, huh, guess someone put a box of oranges over there. Wonder where the the orange one went. Weird. (laughs) Like, so... (laughs) Yeah. Is that what I have to assume? Someone puts on a gimp suit and everyone just forgets? The, everyone loses object permanence? <laughs> yes, actually. That's, that's about right. You, you, you got it. It's, yeah. The problem is it's hard to describe all of it without giving away the ghost, so to speak. You know, yeah. but like... Uh-huh. The multiple um, ghosts. Yeah. It's a pu- Sorry, yeah. it's, it's no. fun being the person who doesn't know what's coming next for this one. Because it truly is just like, I this is so dumb. And I know they're going to give a reason. I know they're going to try and make me feel ashamed of my words and deeds. And it's not going to work. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, I can't say anything without without uh-huh. this. But anyway. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. right now it's Tate who's wearing it. Specifically because he wants to scare Violet (laughs) Um, and it doesn't Um, he like slams her pretty hard against the wall um, and it doesn't scare her or she says it doesn't scare her Um, I don't know how much I believe though because like sometimes Violet do just be saying some shit Um, yeah (laughs) I think it's supposed to come across like you know like fun teenage like dating kind of thing of like I bet I scared you no you didn't that kind of thing but like again because it's a fucking gimp suit there's like maybe some connotations there that weren't intended you know but yeah um and so again for some reason Tate is very angry that this does not scare Violet um this is a reoccurring theme of him being mad that he can't scare her uh and so he's like, we're going to do a seance because I want to scare you. Um, and she's like, whatever. Um, and they do a seance with Charles or they try to do a seance with Charles Montgomery, the original owner of the house. Um, but what it ends up being is not a seance. It's just Tate um, telling us more about <laughs> the Montgomerys <laughs> as we see another flashback. Um and basically, we get kind of the same flashback we saw before, but with a little additional flavor. You know, the ghost tour, everyone's everyone's seance, the B-rated seance. <laughs> yeah, the, the big group seance that we did in the back of a truck. Um, uh, and so, in case you forgot, the Montgomery's, like, ran a oh fake abortion. Well, not a fake abortion clinic, but, like, a freelance abortion clinic, which is a very fun sentence to say, mm-hmm. um, out of their basement. Um, and in the meantime, uh, Charles was huffing drugs and trying to Frankenstein small animals together. Um, but that wasn't paying the bills. Being a SoundCloud, uh, Frankenstein, it doesn't work. Turns out it doesn't pay the bills. (laughs) Um, and it's just not taken off for him. So instead he started doing these abortions so they could have some money. Uh, and then in the middle of the night, well, I say the middle of the night, around like 10 o'clock, uh, they get a call one night. And um, Nora's like, who is this? And it's one of the fathers of one of the aborted babies. And he's just like, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And she's like, what, what is, who are you? What do you, what do you want? I, I I killed your kid. She's just like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Um, he, He doesn't just straight up say that. He's just like, he just says this weird, like cryptic shit and then hangs up. And then she's like, Charles, I just got the strangest phone call. And it's just so funny because it is like, it is cryptic in the least cryptic way possible. (laughs) It's like, ah, you've just been doing mystery abortions and you just had a kid and someone told you an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. 
they probably missed me. Where's your? Do you know where your child is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, right. <laughs> because we love ripping off other uh, shows. Basically, it's um, very so much a have you checked the children? Um, that very famous uh, when a stranger calls quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nora, of course, has this re- revelation. Um, and is like, oh, the baby, and runs upstairs. Um, and of course, the baby is gone. Um, and they don't know it's dead at this point. Uh, and then I guess um, the police came to the door one day. Charles answers it. Um, and they just kind of hand him a box. Um, and in the box, this I This is such crap, too. I'm oh sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They just. What a hilarious fucking contrivance to make the plot work. Yeah. Oh, what, do you, what, what did you do? Oh, I just brought the baby bits back. Yeah. <laughs> it's such nonsense. Like. I heard. You know what? I heard on the grapevine that you're kind of into this, man. So I just brought you all <laughs> yeah, the individual yeah. chunks of child. Here you yeah. go. Like, have fun. Have fun, soldier. Even when I try to make the show work where it's like maybe they're, they know what's going on and they're mad at him and what and they think or something like it's so stupid because they're just standing there wordlessly the cops with this box that says evidence and he just picks it up in the front door and like looks in and then she's like charles what is that he's like don't look in the box it's like you know definitely not our kid or whatever and <laughs> it's just like it's like really like nobody no one is even like gonna be like hey check this out or it's, anything uh, i ordered uh beef hearts <laughs> for dinner and the police delivered them they're really good at their job um but like uh, first- someone uh tried to steal them from the beef heart truck so they the police got them and brought them here <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, like the idea that A, the police like wouldn't like inform them of what was going on, and B, that they would just bring the baby back in like a, you know, cardboard box in various deconstructed baby parts. Yeah, in chunks without being like, hey, don't worry about it, we'll send it to the morgue so that it can be prepared to be buried. No, no, here, you you deal with it, here you go, here's your chunks of child back. Yeah, it's just like, we're not gonna, we're not, we don't have to, like, catch the guy who did this, right, or anything, we don't need that yeah. evidence or nothing. Yeah, this isn't right. evidence or anything, um, here you right. go. This is almost to the point where it's like, you do, a, like, a mercy cremation. Yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, it turns out the person who did it, they also burned it. Trust us. Yeah. Here's the ashes. They cremated it in a cremation oven. That's so wild, right? And, <laughs> well, anyway. And even if you Here were you like, Here's you know what? Jar. Even if you were like, you know what? I secretly sympathize with the whatever. Like, you also need like somebody to identify the body because you're not just going to be like, oh, well, that's clearly the Montgomery baby. I, I know that baby anywhere. He was, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get- <laughs> yeah, that's the other I thing. I know that baby anywhere. <laughs> that is 100% the other thing. Because, like, it would make more sense. Like, honestly. We always talk about how, like, they could have just done a way easier, more simple thing that would have not left all these questions. It would have made 100% more sense if there was just a knock on the door, they opened it, and there was a box on the front porch. Like, yes! 100%, You're 100% more sense. Right! I didn't even think of that! You're right! They, like, they the- always make it harder on themselves and then fuck it up! Yeah, the police did not need to be involved in this scene whatsoever, but they are. Uh, I guess because they wanted to have one of the police officers when Nora was like, Charles, what's in the box? They wanted to have one of the police officers be like, ma'am, you don't need to see this because he says that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they thought they were gleaning from that, but truly just having a box on the front porch would have been fine and made a whole lot more sense. Um, but it's, I guess, a good thing that they got the baby bits back because Charles, a few days later, is... um just trying to make make a baby again out of all the bits down in the basement like, like he loves to do. To cheat death again, you know, and I guess this yep. is like... That's right. He 
Huff the science potion. Time to go. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then Nora, um, like, finds him doing this, and she screams, and he yells, and then that's the end of the flashback. Um, it's worth noting that the music in this scene is so ungodly loud for is- some reason. It's like they did not mix it whatsoever. <laughs> it is just so overbearingly loud. You can barely hear Tate's narration. Um, and it's is it the Dracula song too? Because like yeah. Amazon seems to think it is, or who? Yeah, or well, yeah, Amazon oh, X-ray. Oh, I thought you were saying Dracula, like just as like a funny bit, like oh, that's the song. No, that it's like, like literally like it there's a song like, like God, Dracula it Reborn like it. from the score from Dram Stoker's Dracula, and then like I saw that in the Amazon thing, and I'm like, no, and then Ma- it, yeah, yeah, maybe their algorithm Wait, picked it up. Why would why would they use the song from? <laughs> Dracula for Frankenstein. That for a Frankenstein. What the fuck are you talking? Like you're you're hoping the show's gonna start make sense now? I'm the one who like didn't know Addy was thirty. I have no answers for you. I just I, okay okay no 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 hold up hold up hold up hold up. So I'm the not horror knower of this show. That's my yeah. that's the purpose I serve. No, I facilitate. Fair. I am I'm the Greek chorus for the audience yeah. that has never seen Freddy Krueger do a damn thing and. <laughs> Even I know Dracula's and Frankenstein's are two different things. A werewolf and a mummy is right out. Like, I cannot believe that. You make a good point. Um, I I think maybe it's Amazon, like just having like an algorithm that like oh, maybe, okay. listens for listens for like content that is copyrighted. I'm although gonna, I don't know that that's copyrighted. I'm gonna say no. I mean, like I my I do actually think it is from the score. I'm not saying that they're you know what I mean. Like yeah. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure. Like here, you know, actually, I'm gonna have to somehow look this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll start scrubbing through the episode. We we can we can move yeah, on. Right. Okay. Well, okay. meanwhile, um. Violet could not give less of a fuck about this story. Yeah, um, it's like, you're so full of shit, which is like, yeah, she's I don't like, know, this is lame. I, yeah, this isn't <laughs> scary. And then um, the seance that they're allegedly doing doesn't make anything happen, so it's not really uh, yeah. seance. Yeah. It uh, identifies it as Dracula, The Beginning by uh, Wojciech Kilar mm-hmm. from Hell yeah. uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Great. So at, at the very least, if, if, if it is not it, they copied the homework close enough that a robot thought it was yeah <laughs> so take that as you will and it is so overbearingly loud in that scene that it is wild um anyway uh again violet did not give a shit uh, and she's like hey can we maybe not have a basement date can we like go on a real date um and he's like yeah um we'll go on a real date tomorrow which is halloween um mm-hmm that that will be relevant in the next episode. Don't worry. Um, it's not going to be relevant in this one. So don't worry. Don't think too much about it. Um, now it's Halloween. That's the end of that. Um, and remember how in the last episode, um, <laughs> Tate um, and Ben were having a bit of an, a disagreement about continuing Tate's therapy. And Ben was oh, like, God. fine, I'll see you. But I'm not going to see you at my house anymore. Um, let's meet at the park. Uh, well, they're doing that now. Um, you know, like a good real therapist would do. He's meeting with a minor at an undisclosed location with no parental unit. Um, at least it's in public, I guess. Um, and then we get some of, um, the most primo bad therapist-ing, uh, this show has to offer. Yeah. This might be Just the, period. it's worst. Dream in, it, it, 
yeah, if you thought dream interpretations were a, were like a bad play and like when they were going Joseph in the second color dream code, it was a mess. Wait until you see what Ben gets up to this time. <laughs> Give yourself, you know, like you want to pause the podcast and think how bad, how bad could this get? You know what I mean? Like how, <laughs> how bad could a therapist be? How could they set a new record <laughs> below dream interpretation, which is truly doing nothing like going below nothing how do you do achieve that well dear listener <laughs> you show up to your therapy session ready to talk about your anxieties and the troubles of your day and the therapist instead starts crying at you about his own problems <laughs> and pulls out a cigarette and lights it and then keeps crying <laughs> And then starts trauma dumping you on you about your his childhood. Um, the best. All I'm sorry, while in Tate. a park. <laughs> and he even says, I'm, like, I'm sorry, Tate, this is inappropriate. But, like, <laughs> just like but then he just keeps doing it yeah, and just keeps but... crying. I, I'll be fully honest with you. I completely checked out on what the fuck Ben is blubbering about. Yeah, actually, it's um, so funny you so- say that. <laughs> Did they not, like, mention it or something? Because I feel like all, like, we both couldn't have missed it like that. No, like, it's vaguely, it's just kind of this nebulous story about, like, his childhood and how he was dumb as shit and how, like, it was a surprise that he could even become a doctor or some shit. Um, But it's all very vague and, like, nothing. (laughs) And then that's pretty much it. He just cries at Tate for a while. Um, Tate doesn't get to do any therapy. Um Good session, Tate. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you. That's the end of the You're scene. Right. Tate gets absolutely no um no therapy whatsoever. Um, but don't worry, we're back at Constance's house. Um, and Constance comes up to Addie, um, who's just in her room, kind of. Um, and is like, "Why aren't you all?" This is very Carrie as well. Um, why aren't you dressed up for Halloween? Um, and Addie's like, oh, well, you, you got mad at me for wearing the makeup, blah, 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 blah. And Constance is like, well, I thought you wanted to be a pretty girl for Halloween. And she pulls out this fucking atrocious, completely <laughs> uncanny valley rubber woman mask. Mm-hmm. Um, like, imagine, like, a gender-bent Michael Myers mask. Um, that. <laughs> you know those yeah. edits that people do of Michael Myers where they edit it to be Mariah Carey? Uh, that, <laughs> but as a mask. <laughs> It's yeah, <laughs> um, but with no eye holes. It's just a fully solid mask. Um, and then uh, that Addie's thrilled about that. Um, and then Constance like kind of like starts kissing on her and snuggling with her. Um, if this was a better show, this would be a good moment of character development for Constance. Um, not necessarily because she's becoming a better <laughs> character, um, but it's a really good. Like, congratulations! You've still de- you're still a piece of shit. You're yeah. Good. Well, it's not even like that. It's it's good development for like a more nuanced bad guy because it's, like it's love it's bombing. So funny. It's Pikachu into Raichu. It's so yeah. funny because because exactly what I saw out of this is I saw Constance like hug Addy and I was like. Oh, one of these two is dead in the next twenty minutes. Yeah. Or I'm eating my hat. Like as soon as they made up, I was like, "Oh, one of them's about to bite it." <laughs> like there's no, there's no way they do it otherwise. And uh, er, <sighs> if you if you guys remember earlier in the episode, um, Addie said something about that she would hate to be a ghost. Um, who can say whether that's relevant information by the <laughs> oh, end of the episode? I forgot that. that. Yeah. Um, Shit. Who can say? Who can say whether or not that's going to be relevant in about five Jesus minutes? Jesus Christ! This fucking um, show. 
Uh, so every time like, I think I'm out. <laughs> like I said, twice in one episode, in in ten to twenty minutes, even because this is only the half of one episode. Um, again, they've uh, this was a better show. They do a really good job with Constance, and I'm not sure if it's because it's Jessica Lang and she's a good actress. Um, but again, they do a good job of showing like ah, she has really narcissistic tendencies. This is pretty nuanced for a bad guy. Um. Anyway, uh, so I guess the implications Addie's going to get to go out for trick-or-treating. Um, back at the Harmon murder house, um, <laughs> Ben is in a full Dracula costume. So there's our Dracula tie-in. Um, and he's, like, asking Vivian for help putting on the rest of the costume, which <laughs> Vivian, <laughs> Vivian's not costumed, by the way. Um, the thing that is so funny is he, like, asks her, he's like, hey, can you get me my fake Dracula teeth? And then he puts them in and goes, fangs a lot. <sighs> and the, she just no-sells it and goes, how's your mistress? <laughs> it's just like, it's, a, it's such a funny fucking exchange in a better piece of media. Oh, God, this would hit. Just the cheesiest, like, fangs a lot, followed by, <laughs> I want a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Oh. I forgave I forgave the mistress, but this is the bridge too far. <laughs> God, what a mood. Queen shit, Vivian. But it is very funny that she first gives him the fangs before confronting him with this information. It, 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 it is so good. She, like, waits, she waits for him to just like really throw up a dud. <laughs> just... So she can absolutely slam dunk his ass in the toilet. Oh I'm going to make him feel bad about having a mistress and about his jokes. <laughs> wow. And, he, and he's going to have to do this while wearing a really shitty Dracula costume. <laughs> I refuse to believe like that's as anything but Connie Britton, the actress, saying, you're going to have to do this for me because this is the only way I'm going to have to do this scene, you know? Uh, it is, it's, it's a really funny scene. Like, just objectively, it's so funny. Um, and... He, like, stumbles to get the teeth out of his mouth so that he can have, I guess, a modicum of um, dignity. Not that there is any. Um, and then he just starts, like, blubbering again because that's what Ben Harmon does um, and starts, like, lying more, saying, like, oh, she calls me all the time and I always hang up on her because basically Vivian's saying, like, oh, I checked the phone records. Like, there's so many calls from Hayden. There's so many. <laughs> and um, he's, like... Yeah, and I hang up, or I never answer, um, which that's not how phone records work, I don't <laughs> believe. Um, but anyway, he's just like, he's still lying. Um, and then he's like, don't worry. Last time I talked to her, I told her to never call here again. We're never going to hear from her again. Um, and Vivian's like, well, we might. And she says it like that, too, <laughs> um, because I called her, um, and I left her a message. And Ben's like, oh, um, well, in my mind, I know that she's dead. So, oh, no, uh, that that's fine. Well, we'll see, I guess. Um, this is another lie by omission, um, by not, like, saying exactly what's going on. Um, so technically, he did still lie to her by omission, um, but Vivian does not enforce her ultimatum um, of... <laughs> One more lie and we're done here. Um, but at that exact moment, Vivian's cell phone rings and it's Hayden. And of course, that's supposed to be like the dun 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 moment where everyone's like, oh, but Hayden is dead. Um, but Vivian decides not to answer it, which would have been a much more interesting thing. Um, but she doesn't for the sake of the yeah. TV show. Right. Yeah. Instead, it's just like, 
<laughs> yeah, it would have been way more interesting to have like a detective pick up and be like, "Hey, do you know whose phone this is? We found this on a like on a on a, on a blood stain or so." You know, yeah. like there would be like an intrigue there of like oh no Ben what did you do you know and then that would be some tension but no they just go that plot line would be too interesting yeah. and then she presses the reject plot line button. <laughs> sorry check off next time it w- I don't have time for that side story <laughs> yeah like it would it would even be more interesting if she had answered it and was clearly talking to someone because then it would like really hammer in like well who the fuck is she talking to if that's Hayden on the phone because we saw Hayden get uh shoveled in the face um, yeah, and, and they could easily just like hide that one piece of information from the from the audience, right? And like have that be a thing that the that Reddit blows up about for a week or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, they don't like um, giving themselves anything that's worthwhile to like marinate on. They want you to marinate on the things that don't make sense instead. All right, everyone, <laughs> buckle the fuck up. We're going downstairs. You know who's downstairs? No, uh, Chad. You know, apples. You know what Chad's doing? <laughs> um, freaking the fuck out about seeing an apple bobbing station. Which, to be fair to Chad, which I don't want to be, because God help me, we're back on the apple thing. I would also freak out <laughs> if I was a ghost and someone reinstalled the thing that killed me in my own house. Um, a little bit fucked up, but how would they know? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not exclusively why Chad is freaking out about the apple bobbing station. He's losing his shit um, because there are gala apples in there, the red ones, um, and they're supposed uh-huh. to be Granny Smiths. Um, I'm not they strong be, enough. They should be green. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they need to be green, not red. I swear to God. For those of you who don't want to take the time to go back, they definitely were complaining that they were green instead of red last time, which is why I'm convinced this fool's colorblind. <laughs> and the ones that were green that they were complaining about were yellow delicious apples, which are yellow. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I'm not strong enough to handle the Apple discourse in this episode. Um, but anyway, that there it comes full circle to this exact moment. Um, because of the apples, Chad starts losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> in, in a very good exchange too, because Ben just like, oh yeah, they didn't have uh, they didn't have green apples at the store. They only had red ones. And he's like, well then you. You fucking go to another store or you go to a farmer's market or you find someone selling apples down at the side of the road. And he's like, uh, no, <laughs> like, no, no, I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have the time. No one has the time to go and do he that. Goes like that. And that's why you don't deserve this house. You should leave it. You'll leave the house. And then he, they're like, what? <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to leave the house. I own it. And yeah, it's really confusing because like it feels like the ghosts would know that they were ghosts to but like I understand Vivian not knowing they're ghosts, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> also, just to reiterate to the audience, um, in case you guys have forgotten, real fluffers were supposed to show up at some point and they just didn't um yeah. conveniently for the plot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they still think these are the fluffers. Um, <laughs> so Vivian starts throwing a very bizarre temper tantrum. Um, like instead of just being like, get the fuck out of my house. She starts just like literally having a meltdown like a child. 
She like mm-hmm. grabs a bunch of stuff on a tabletop and slides it off the side like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Very like, yeah, not fast enough to like get any real like momentum or anything. Just kind of like it hits the ground. Um, it's her stuff, so it doesn't make any sense why she's done this. But anyway, the she tells Chad and Patrick to leave. Um, Chad gets a weird like one second glimpse of the rubber suit man. Um and then I guess they leave. I don't know if we actually see them leave or what the vehicle for that is. Um, in During this meltdown, this is why we don't see them leave. Um, during the meltdown, Vivian was like, Ben, I don't believe you about Hayden. I want you to leave too. And she starts screaming. Um, and then she's like, I feel the baby kicking. I feel the baby kicking. And Ben's like, well, you're only eight weeks, weeks along, so that can't be a thing. Um, Vivian does not indicate but- that she's in any kind of like pain. Uh, she's just also, screaming because the, baby the baby's kicking, kicking. The baby kicking isn't the same as um, going into labor. Yeah. Like that's not like her water broke or something. Like just to be clear, because the way they reacted when I was watching this the first and second time, both times I was like, "Wait, do they think she's giving birth at eight weeks and she doesn't have a? She's not showing any signs of pregnancy? Like, oh, that is that is something to be concerned about." And then yeah, on rewatch, no, she's just being like, <laughs> "Oh." I feel I feel child. Yeah. Yeah. To hospital. She she is screaming yeah. like this is a chest burster about to come out of her chest cavity and like she's in terrible pain, but she's not. She yeah. even tells a it, triage nurse that she's not in pain. Yeah, like it, it's to be clear, it's not like she, she feel like this is such a small thing that she would probably just be like, "Oh, that's weird that I feel like it's kicking at eight weeks, right? Maybe we should schedule something and go in tomorrow. Not a, we have to go to the ER right now. And yeah, she screams like it's physically harming her. But then, yeah. I. It is such a weird (laughs) sequence of events. And Violet, who hears her mother screaming, comes downstairs like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Um, And (laughs) Ben is like, we're going to the hospital. Um, Lock the door and don't answer it for the rest of the night. And uh, much like me, Violet was like, it's Halloween. Um, (laughs) So many people are going to come to the door. What do you mean don't answer the door? Uh, But he doesn't elaborate on that. Um, And then Ben and Vivian rush to the emergency room. Um, Then it cuts to um, later, I suppose. Violet's um, on her bed reading specifically a manga. Um, I don't know why they felt the need to have that be a thing. Like they just want to like reiterate, uh, she's not like other girls. I, guess. I think yeah, this is just them being like like American Horror Story, being like we're a hip show. We mentioned things, yeah. you know. <laughs> we know we know about what the the cool kids do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has an iPod, and she turns the volume on her iPod just all the fucking way up, so much so that she cannot hear mm-hmm. Addie, who's ringing the doorbell, wearing the freaky woman mask. Um, and three characters, um, who are listed by Amazon's, uh, overlay and the credits as pirate girl, zombie slut, and zombie slut number two. And and this is another (laughs) case of why I, I totally get why people think Addie isn't like 30 something because it is posed as these, like, like these girls look like they're maybe like freshmen in high school sophomores like at the latest maybe yeah. and Addie is treating them like they're her contemporaries yeah. and they are treating her as a contemporary in kind so it's just there's so much framing and acting and writing and stuff that would imply that Addie is like 
14 to 16 years old that I, I would not blame anyone for making that mistake because yeah. the show is constantly doing that yeah which is like why i say it's so wild that the show explicitly says how old she is like several times but she yeah. nowhere reads to be that age not one time and it's not even like a oh it's because she's you know like she's got a disability like that no, she, yeah. she's gonna, no, no they like, make her act like a child like an actual child she, and like she's just of a different generation and like Kids don't treat people outside of their generation as though they were other kids. Yeah, that's just not what no, kids yeah. do. This is, like, that's, this yeah. is so like I'm I'm still like I'm like just trying to like remember where the hell. They, well, we'll talk about it later. Like where they said that even because I'm like, are we sure? Like, but you know, I know we are, but still. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I mean, wild. I can I can tell you for certain she was a child in that flashback where there were the two uh, no, Ricky Bobby I, kids, yeah. and that's and I believe <laughs> yeah. both of you. By the way, I know you didn't get it wrong. I'm just saying, like I'm like I can't. <laughs> like it's like my 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 brain's not letting that happen. <laughs> Sorry, when yeah. when Constance is giving the the little like oh I'm so persecuted because I'm the mother of a disabled child speech, she says specifically like I have been doing this for thirty whatever years. Oh uh, yeah, she specifically yeah, okay. gives an explicit year oh okay um, yeah yeah so they are like really trying to reiterate how old she is but at the same time they're like he he she's actually baby um and i don't know why they're doing that um they- because they <laughs> copied the plot of carrie yeah. and pasted yeah. it over the top of this and forgot about the part where carrie is about a girl in high school yeah. specifically you know, like that's yeah exactly and thus, it, probably just applying just taking that brush and painting it on a 33 year old character is ends up weird yeah much like having a 33 year old just show up at a high school and be like hello is weird yeah <laughs> painting it also on like a disabled character is also a little bit odd um because carrie mm-hmm. though odd was not shown to be disabled in any way right um just an overall a really odd storyline to shoehorn in for this character um either way there's a bowl out front that says like take one <laughs> Um, because remember, Violet's not supposed to answer the door. Um, and the girls who are like kind of playing the mean girl uh, role, they call her an ableist slur uh, and then tell her to take a candy and leave. Um, Addie, so Addie does this thing, which is out of character for Addie. And this is another thing that makes it really confusing because this is something that a child who does not have like their faculties about them would do. But we've seen that like Addie does have her faculties about her and like has critical thinking skills like Addie does not act like a small child um Addie can Addie is capable of plotting and has (laughs) has made and completed plots like that is a level of thinking above what is required for what happens is this like a also yeah go ahead (laughs) no no I was just gonna say in case you haven't figured it out yet um yeah Addie immediately just turns around and starts following and chasing after the other girls who were just very mean to her that Addie told the fuck off um, for some reason. Yeah, and chasing after Um, them like she's their friend and like wants to go with them, which is so weird. It's so, so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense in context. Like, if instead it was like they were very mean to her and she was running away from them and like upset about that, that at least... The story would make sense from point A to point B to point C, but instead they have her start at point A and then her enemies show up at point A and yell at her 
and then her enemies go to point B and then she's like, you know what? I'm actually feeling like point B right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> runs over there. Uh, and in case it wasn't heavily uh, <laughs> telegraphed enough uh, between the fact that why is this character running out into the middle of the street for no discernible reason? Why Why have they decided to make a chicken cross the road? Fuck knows. Uh, it's because she's going to get hit by a car. Yeah. Uh, she gets blasted, <laughs> like absolutely blasted by a car. Um, the car doesn't touch the brakes. No. The car doesn't think about the brakes. The car doesn't um, have lights on. Um, this is outrageous doing this on halloween you would be reported to the police within 10 seconds mm-hmm. in any suburban neighborhood if you were driving without headlights on fucking halloween and not even yeah. like because ta- we see the car leave frame too it never even breathes on the brakes so it's very it, this is not at all what they were going for but mm-hmm. what it reads as which is very funny um especially if you've seen apocalypse um is that this looks like an orchestrated hit which is so fucking funny that like they're like some Addie's too strong. <laughs> we oh got to we got to call you know it a hit on her. Oh my god. I I just I definitely thought you were going to say like it implies that the car was also a ghost and it could only come out on Halloween. <laughs> and it was it was the murderous ghost of a car so, which I'm going to say one that's not outside the realm of possibility in the show. I, I don't Correct. think that really is the thing. <laughs> but if there is a season three of American Horror Stories or season 12 or whatever, I would absolutely not put them past doing that retroactively. Oh, for sure. That's like oh, a million sure. percent like an AHS move. Saying it was the ghost of a car? Yeah, it was the ghost yeah. of a car and Addie had to die to become a ghost to do or whatever they're going to do with it, which I actually, well, it's just yeah. funny because. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, because like. Are you telling me American Horror Story becomes Kingdom Hearts later on? Yeah. Yeah. In stories, yes. Yeah. Yes. (gasps) Not even in stories. I mean, I think like by, like, uh, I'm not going to say the season. Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I've just finished Apocalypse the first time and I'm like, wow, this is like Kingdom Hearts. Like, um, yeah. So anyway, but Uh, we'll get there. (laughs) So yeah, Addie gets mowed down. Now I'm stoked again. Now I'm so excited for later seasons. No, you got a long journey. We got to get through American Horror, Chain of Memories and everything first, my friend. I'm sorry. We have to play all the DS games before we can get to Apocalypse, unfortunately. No, I don't want want Kai to become Data. (laughs) I don't want him to become a cell phone program or whatever. Oh my god. So um yeah, so Addie gets mowed down by a car that doesn't even breathe on the brakes. Um again, on Halloween, so there's like a bajillion uh witnesses everywhere. Um and she's laying in the street. She's wearing the mask, so we can't really tell if she's dead or not, but the implication seems to be that she is. Um don't don't worry. We'll come back to that, but don't this is the end of this scene. <laughs> um because remember, Vivian feels the baby kicking and that's a more pressing engagement that we need to attend to. Um so they're in the ER, the triage nurse asks Vivian if she's in pain. Vivian says no. Um and but she feels kicking or she felt kicking. Um she feels a little sick now, but there's no kicking. Uh the nurse is like you're only 8 weeks along, so your baby's the size of a kidney bean. It cannot be kicking you. Um they do an ultrasound right there in triage, which is not something that I th- think they do, um, but maybe they do. Uh, and the nurse sees something on the ultrasound screen and then passes the fuck out. 
and uh, Ben does not have the immediate gut reaction of um, I feel any human being, which would be sprinting over there, grabbing the scanner mm-hmm. and immediately putting it back to your wife's stomach to try and see what is inside of your wife <laughs> that just made a triage nurse pass out. Like that feels like that would be pretty pressing. Mm-hmm. But you know what Ben does? He goes. What the heck? Yeah. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Strange. What a bizarre thing for the nurse to do. Um, And then, like, of course, people run over to try and help the nurse. Um, And, like, they don't even, they being Ben and Vivian, don't even, like, follow up with the other hospital staff of, like, hey, can you you check to see what she saw? Um, They're just like, well, I I guess the baby's probably fine. Um, No need (laughs) to follow up on it. It sounds great. Uh, So that's a little bit of a... They're starting to do the thing that we love of making fake uh, plot progress by jettisoning us back and forth (laughs) between one scene and another. So it seems like things are actually happening Um, because now we're back at the Langdon Street Um, and Constance sees all these like flashing lights of like the police and the ambulances and comes running outside to see what's going on. And she finds Addie. Um, Constance uh, demands that the EMTs let her move Addie to the Harmon's lawn while she's still alive. So I guess she's still alive. This part, very unbelievable, but very funny. Um, Constance fully fights Um, off uh, two full-grown men. No, three. Three full-grown men. Yeah, there are EMTs attending to Addie who is not dead yet and essentially saying, like, you are not allowed to move an injured person when I, an EMT, am around, which... Correct. You're not allowed to like if an EMT's around, there's specific ways you move injured people, particularly mm-hmm. if they've been in a large blunt force traumatic injury where perhaps they have some vertebra that are like very close to separating and we need to be very delicate with them until we get them to a hospital and can evaluate their condition lest their spine severs and they're permanently. Oh, but it's Halloween. Things of that you can nature. let them do something. It's Halloween. Yeah. Come on. It is Halloween. Yep. It is Halloween. Grab your child, drag them to the lawn. Yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Also, the EMTs never bothered taking her mask off, which I think is very funny. Like they didn't just cut the rubber mask off the front. They're like, she's probably fine. She doesn't need extra they air. They thought that was just her face. Yeah, they thought she was such a pretty girl. It's not. Um. Yeah, and, and you know, and you know, it's it's not clear if it was successful, like because obviously Constance is doing that, so her ghost will be there. I Constance seems to think it's not successful. She actually she reads this as like, no, she died before I got there. I lost her forever. Kind of. I felt like anyway, but yeah, like, yeah, it's definitely read like that. Of like again, Constance fights off three grown men, mm-hmm. um, and manages to pick up Addie, who is the size of a small adult again. Um, and Constance is not particularly large, um. And she drags her to the front lawn, and then by the time she does, Constance does have a reaction where she kind of, like, crumples over Addie's body and, like, is weeping openly in a way that would indicate that she was not successful. Um, I don't know what context clues us, the audience, are supposed to decipher from that, given that it was kind of obvious that she fucking died on impact. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we were just <laughs> supposed to... I can tell you as the person who, again, is from, from the outside here, they just wanted us to to learn that the ghost rules are real and that Constance takes them very seriously. Like, yeah. that's yeah. absolutely all it was, was just to be like, no, 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 ghost rules are real and they're rigid and they have serious ramifications, if not properly followed by the characters in the story unless like, you're yeah. absolutely because before this ghost rules haven't you know they've been kind of like fast and loose and just kind of like hey you know what 
to do with my vibes. And this is season <laughs> one. So eventually they will start making vibes based ghost rules again. But, but for now. I, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, they're going to make vibes-based ghost rules later in this season, too. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but apparently ghosts have zoning laws, and you have to die on the premises to become a ghost or something like that. Um, so that's the the conclusion <laughs> of that. Um, then we get, um, again, another scene that's like way more poignant than this show deserves. Um, it's the final scene um, that is not uh, like the climax um and it's moira because remember she asked for the day off and she's at a nursing home somewhere else um they try to make the nursing home creepy for some reason um she passes an old man in the hallway who they're just letting walk around with a catheter loose because he's just pissing on the floor um i don't know what Halloween. we're supposed to think that's scary or what <laughs> it's his um, costume he's piss man you know <laughs> oh hell yeah enemy of rubber man piss man <laughs> Oh, no, um, I did a Rick and Morty thing accidentally. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> uh, and um, Moira kind of stumbles in to find um, her mother uh, in a room on a ventilator. And her mother's obviously very, very elderly. Um, and she's on a breathing machine. And Moira um, sits by the bed and starts talking to her mom. Um, and then after, like, a really touching, heartfelt moment of grief, um, Moira, after she's, like, said her piece, Moira reaches over and removes the breathing tube from her mom. Um and then moments later, this is actually, it's a, cl- the way they frame it's pretty clever because she removes the breathing tube and then it pans over, mm. over Moira's shoulder to show her mother's ghost standing behind her um, to show that she's died, obviously. Um, and her mother holds her hand out and says, uh, like, asks her to move on with her, uh, like, to the afterlife. Um, and Moira starts crying and laments that she cannot. Um, it is, if this was a better show or a movie... This would be a here, really good scene. Yeah, here, here's my reaction. That's a great scene. What movie did you steal it from? Um, yeah, 100%. I don't have the answer the, for but yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, maybe Sixth Sense. I Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But it is a really Field good Field of scene. Dreams. It's, like, yeah. it's a really thoughtful scene, which yes. does make me think, yeah, you've ripped this from something. Because it's very thoughtful. Given the ghost rules that we know, it's very clever. Um, like, it's a very clever application of things they've already showed us in the show. Um, feels wildly out of place given everything else that we see. <laughs> um, Moira kind of has another moment of tragedy, uh, and then it <laughs> just takes us back to the. I need my thousand dollars, Ben. <laughs> ben. Yeah. My thousand dollars. I need headshots, Ben. <laughs> uh, like a ton of bricks, we are violently back at. Back at the Harmon house with Larry, um, who is going absolutely apeshit bananas I mean, on the a, front it's porch. St- it, when he, he's like, I, I have such a deal. I can't believe Ben's not taking me up on this, you know? <laughs> I'm also going apeshit on Larry's behalf because he's right. He's correct. $1,000 to get rid of your mistress? Cheap. The dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah, I, to, you know, yeah. Oh. Also, they do a thing in this that drives me up a wall, which is while Larry's going apeshit, he's also repeatedly ringing the doorbell. And then they have Violet look out the peephole, and the Larry puts his finger and is pressing the peephole repeatedly, <laughs> which is not the doorbell. That's not... You don't press the eyeball hole and the doorbell goes off. Then, That's not how that works, like, Larry. Not even milliseconds later, after he does that, he goes... Is that your daughter? Is that your daughter, Ben? I'm like, can you do you have X-ray vision? Like, 
<laughs> how do you know that a there's someone behind the door and b that it's violet like how do you what are you on what are you on about mm, it's a stand rubber man who's also behind violet oh that makes sense <laughs> <sighs> by the way that's i'm not joking yeah. the rubber man yeah. is just there uh-huh. <laughs> like he's just behind violet like it, it's he's just standing there uh menacingly yeah it's bad <laughs> Because it's, it's it's just, it's very, like, schlocky, too, that, like, cheap, like, you're going behind you, oh, and it's real, the, the monster's already in the house, you know, it's that crap, so, whatever. Yeah, so Violet's uh, juggling two plates, spinning two plates, of one at Larry at the front door, and she's on the phone with Ben, like, hey, um, there's a fucking freak at the front door who keeps, like, screaming. If only, <laughs> if only Ben was willing to give, then we wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> yep. Violet could just leave. A lot of people give, Ben. A lot of people give when I kill their mistress yep. for only a thousand dollars. Yep. Have you given yet? Uh, and then it cuts to Ben and Vivian coming home, and they're, like, tearing through the house, and they can't find Violet anywhere. Um, while they're doing this, someone who could say who knocks on the door. Um, it's Hayden and Ben, who knows <laughs> she's dead, um, just fucking slams the door in her face <laughs> and decides mm, that's a problem for tomorrow, Ben. Um, because remember, <laughs> Ben knows Hayden's dead, so he opens the door, sees Hayden, and goes, "I don't have time for ghost Hayden," I, and then slams to, the door to, in her face. <laughs> to be honest, dude, it's like he's just like, "I've had a day," and you know he has. Like I, yeah, I, yes. I get the sentiment, but no, it's like oh. he's like, you know what, Ghost Hayden is a problem for tomorrow, Ben. I respect or, it. Um. Or, yeah, or it's like that sitcom reaction normally, where it's like, you know, like my boss had dinner already, but like that slam, like, oh geez, <laughs> Vivian better not find out about this, you know? Oh boy, yeah, yeah. Like he he's like gonna close the door on her, and then Vivian's gonna be like, what what was that? And he'd be like, uh, Aurora Borealis. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Uh, it's Larry. And, uh, that's I the mean, end it's, of the episode. It's Hayden. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Larry. It's Hayden. It's a uh, um, a salesman? Question mark. Uh, that's that's it. That's episode part. That's, uh, that's, that's part one of Halloween because there's two episodes in a row. Halloween part one, which is this one that we've done two parts on, and then the next episode is Halloween part two. Not our part two. Ben, their part two. And that's a problem for a- Ben. Did you just yell? You just yell Hayden and slam the door. No, no, I was just closing the door and asking, hey, didn't you finally get those gala apples we were needing? (laughs) Hey, didn't you see where Violet went? (laughs) Gala apples at this time of day. (laughs) I'm not strong enough for more apple discourse, truly. Red Delicious. Really? (laughs) I'm from. These are clearly Granny um, Smith. It's it's a a, what region? Uh, Boston? Oh, really? Because I just yeah, the Boston region. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So next time, uh, Halloween Part Two, Episode Five of Season One. Okay. Yes, we'll catch you then. Should be a. Should, Should be a gasser. Be a good time, yep. I guess they sure they sure put a lot of plates up on stuff. We'll see if they can keep them yeah. going. Sure. Sounds it'll, good. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>